0: Welcome to episode 37 of GameSpot After Dark, GameSpot's official video game podcast. I'm your host, Jake Decker, and this week joining me is Lucy James. Hello. Callie Plaguey. Hi. And Jean-Luc Seipke. Cheers. This week, we have quite a few things to go through. Uh, We've got a couple games that we've, we've been playing that we want to talk about, including Fallout 76. They just added their Wastelanders update there is more cancellations it seems like gamescom has been canceled in some sense and of course we'll round out the show with listener questions but before we get into any of that how are y'all doing
1: we're doing all right yeah you know how it goes you know yeah. the vibes
0: yeah this is now what episode 5 or 6 in quarantine or in self self isolation oh, so, it's been that long social distancing oh it's my been god a while. it's been a while yeah i mean, actually I think it's 5 episodes but if we count the final fantasy uh uh spoiler spoiler episode which i'm plugging right now if you finish final (laughs) fantasy you should definitely check it out because it is up there are six episodes that we've put up while we've been in quarantine um yeah i don't know everyone's doing all right
2: yeah i mean i'm trying to force myself to go outside a bit more because i spent the last couple weeks just staying in um me
3: me and tamor started to do a thing where every once in a while at the end of the workday we'll go meet out in the little courtyard because we live in the same like mm. building complex and that's actually been really nice because it's like this nice separation of like the day is mm-hmm. done I'm going to go outside I'm going to chat face to face with more, and then I come that's back really in good. and it feels like a like a nice clean break between yeah. work and now not work
1: I you, for the first couple of weeks I was walking the dogs to get a, a break outside but the younger one that can walk the longest broke his foot so oh. uh my my older dog, the dog Lucy, not the human Lucy, um, she can't walk super far anymore because she has arthritis. So I am like, what do I do now? <laughs> so I have Aww. not been going outside, but I ordered new Lululemon yoga pants as an excuse to exercise. Hmm. Or oh, essential yeah. lemons or the... Official Lululemons? Oh, yeah, like. The real ones. Like, oh, man. I dropped a good amount of money on some Lululemon shit because I, I was yeah. like, I need. Well, A, I have two outfits that I, I did not bring enough clothes with me. So I was like, I don't have any shorts and it's getting hotter, so I needed to order shorts. So I was like, okay, I'm going to order like workout shorts and then I'll have to work out. Mm. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean,
2: I definitely have day sweatpants and night sweatpants. Mm-hmm. To get, to really get that separation between.
3: I can't, I can't wear sweatpants. <laughs> I can't either. I feel, I feel gross. I, I, was, I
2: can't wear I, jeans, man. I am, I can't like, wear jeans. If I don't, if I don't have to be cut in half by my skinny jeans, then I absolutely will not be.
1: Yeah, I think this is uh, the difference between women's jeans and men's jeans in terms of comfort, mm-hmm. because my jeans are only comfortable when I'm standing. <laughs> so, yeah. Skinny I Skinny mean, jeans.
3: Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. I, have, I have a pair of skinny jeans, and I can't wear those in the house. Absolutely not. But Let's regular say, all, jeans. All my
2: jeans are skinny jeans. Oh, yeah, I don't own anything no. besides skinny jeans. <laughs> also, this entire conversation, I've had the TikTok for your cute jeans going on in my head. <laughs> <laughs> the,
1: the, the, keep, keeping up with the Kardashians audio. Oh, that's where Those are my it. jeans? Damn it.
2: No, I said your cute jeans. <laughs> well, no. anyway...
0: How about them video games? What have you guys been playing? Jean-Luc, do you want to start? Yeah. Um, I
3: finished Final Fantasy VII Remake since we last talked. Uh, I don't really have anything else new to add that I didn't say last week um, without like going into that ending, which you could check out a spoiler cast if you want to hear that. Um, so I don't really have much else to say. I'm, I'm more curious to hear what you guys think about it. I think that's the big thing is like having played it I'm just like so curious to hear what other people think about it. I kind of want to know what more like hardcore people think about it, especially like the deviations it makes, um, as well as what like new people like me think about it. Um, Other and then yeah. Otherwise, I've just been playing Animal Crossing, Mm. uh, a lot of Animal Crossing. It's like it's fun. It's kind of nice. It's like a daily routine. I like wake up every morning and I get like a good amount, like an hour of Animal Crossing in every morning with my girlfriend Ooh. before, uh, before the day at work. And that's like nice, but yeah, it's kind of it. Yeah. Um, not, not, not too much else going on in the world of John Luke and video games. Well, <laughs> oh, that's really <laughs> cute. The way
1: you phrase <laughs> yeah, that. I love
0: that. We have been playing a game, but I guess we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, yeah, I figured
3: I would save that for, for right. you to kind of lead that conversation.
0: All right. Uh, Callie, what about you?
1: Um, I'm still, I've still just uh, been playing Animal Crossing. I've been trying to do more like hangouts with friends via Zoom. Um, And like I've been spending a lot of time with my family, so I haven't started Final Fantasy or Doom yet, but those are the the two next ones I wanna play. Mm. Um, My dad especially really wants to play Doom with me, so I think we're gonna try to get into that. Maybe after this show, because my mom is hanging out with her friends online. So we'll have an excuse to play Doom. But um, yeah, I guess the, the one thing I wanted to talk about with Animal Crossing was now that all the big spring events for the beginning of April are over, we can kind of reflect on that first event rollout for New Horizons. I would say like I actually I enjoyed Bunny Day. I think it overstayed its welcome a little bit, but I didn't hate it the way other people did, mostly because I don't think it replaced anything like it didn't. Like, yes, it replaced some resources day to day. Like, you'd get eggs instead of stone or whatever. But, like, you could also totally not shoot those balloons if you wanted to. After a little while, I was tired Mm. hearing the sound of the balloons. But whatever. Um, I do think it was not a good idea to have Bunny Day and the fishing tourney overlap. Because Mm. fishing up eggs when you're trying to do the fishing tourney is not good. That actually only happened to me once. But it is that... It happened to other people a lot more, and I think that was not the best timing. Um, That that
3: happened to me enough that it was definitely Mm -hmm. very frustrating. Mm -hmm. I think the one I was more bummed about was the the cherry blossom event. I didn't realize how short it was.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize either. I thought cherry blossoms would be, like, I I thought it would be all of April because I don't time travel, so I had no idea. Um, Mm -hmm. And the guide got delayed, so I super have no idea. Oh, did it? Yeah, so I've just been going off of like people that I know who time travel who tell me things because I'm just like, I I don't want to time travel. I just don't want to. It's like, fine if you want to, but that's not how I play Animal Crossing, so um, I will not go that far for a guide. I like writing guides, so not that much. Um, Yeah, so I thought it would be longer. I did. I grinded out... um, balloons for seven straight hours to get all of the cherry blossom recipes, which Mm. was insane. And it it really does feel like cherry blossom season. You're not meant to get all of the recipes in one year. Um,
0: Didn't stop you though.
1: It did not stop me (laughs) because I really like cherry blossom stuff a whole lot. Mm. It's, I, I think one of the cool things about the way it's implemented at Animal Crossing is, at least in Japan, cherry blossom season is like a really big deal. You have Hanami, which is the cherry blossom viewing, um, which is like a big event. When uh, I was in Japan, I saw like the one I was there at the in March. So before cherry blossom season, but a couple trees have bloomed and there were like tons of people standing around the trees. So you do get that like it, it's it's so beautiful because it's so brief Mm-hmm. But in terms of collecting in Animal Crossing, it's like, but I want to make the Blossom Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like the beauty of nature versus completionism. But um, I, I don't think Cherry Blossom season and Bunny Day overlapping, it was too much of an issue because they were separate, but the fishing tourney was just like one too many things. I feel like the fishing tourney could have been this coming weekend. Um, Yeah. So that's just like a lesson. You know, Nintendo doesn't really do a lot of live service games. Um, That's something a little bit newer to like the Switch, really, you have DLC for Breath of the Wild, for Fire Emblem, for Pokemon, and now for Animal Crossing to get like real ongoing support is kind of a new frontier. It's not an excuse for it to be rocky because Obviously, ongoing live service games are not a new phenomenon. But for Nintendo, I'm like, okay, you'll figure it out. <laughs> um, and I think they also had the disadvantage of, also oh, a weird way to phrase it, but you know, no one knew when they designed these events that we'd all be stuck at home. Um, yeah. So obviously, it's going to feel like, oh my God, these eggs. But generally. I mean, my experience with Animal Crossing in the past is playing for that hour in the morning and then maybe an hour at night and not playing mm-hmm. for hours and hours straight as we have been doing. So those are my thoughts on those um, events.
0: Yeah, I just to add to that, I got three cherry blossom recipes and two are the same.
1: What? Um, you got to repeat that early?
0: i gotta repeat that earlier i think it was i forget what it was but it was it no it was the um the
1: picnic set it was
0: the bonsai is the bonsai tree i
1: think oh wow did you get the Uh, one i sent you
0: i got the one you sent me that one i had to oh rip yeah so i kind of struck out but that's okay (laughs) (laughs) i'll uh i'll i guess i'll get them next year (laughs)
1: I also I do really want to say really quickly that I watched Portrait of a Lady on Fire last night. That movie was oh, absolutely beautiful.
2: I want to I want to watch that. Greg and Jen were watching it. Um, I think a couple of weeks ago, but I was having a date night over Zoom, uh, mm. so I didn't watch it. But it, like the the beginning got me interested.
1: It my I- the the elevator pitch is it's mm. a French film about Wait. a female painter who is hired to paint a portrait of a woman. They're in like the, I want to say the 1800s or something. Um, a portrait of a woman to send to her suitor as like a, do Ooh. you like what, how she looks? Marry her then, uh, but, but she, the, the woman who has to get married, doesn't want to get married. Mm-hmm. And then old timey gayness happens. I was gonna say I was getting that vibe. <laughs> yeah, from the beginning. I mean, it was, so there's
0: it was... subtitles then because I can't do subtitles. Oh, I won't do subtitles.
1: Oh, that's such a lie, Jake. You seen Parasite, <laughs> there, yeah? You saw Parasite. There, uh, there are. Yeah, subtitles. but I didn't
0: read any of the subtitles.
2: Oh, uh-huh. okay. You didn't have a clue what was going on the whole time.
0: And I was just watching the, the the shots were nice. Yeah, he's
2: Framing just like, wow, good. this house is so an pretty. Antirapy, <laughs> I watch everything with subtitles, man. I know, me like, too. I felt I felt bad like so Tam and I do the Westworld breakdowns but we do them on screeners so they don't have subtitles and so it means that every time you hear like a Westworld version of a song it's just me and Tam trying to figure out desperately what it is and it's been so like it's been so sweet because the people who watch every week they go
1: guys why don't you just watch with the subtitles I'm like what if i could we, believe me i would if i could oh. also lucy i have to confess that uh we when we watch um love island we have a group that oh you have love to island, put the subtitles on. we put that. the subtitles on because there's too many geordie ass people <laughs> for like <laughs> wait oh, i i what sent i sent this to you but there is a netflix
2: it looks yes. trashy as hell <laughs> it's coming out Today, yes, yeah, today, me, Greg and Jen, we're like, we've we've cleared our Friday, we're just gonna watch it. It's basically a new Netflix show about a bunch of hot people. I guess they're on holiday or on an island, and the rule is that they lose money if they have sex with each other.
1: <laughs> so it's just like the blue balls what island a concept.
2: And it's like the opposite of Love Island. <laughs> but it's like a weird mix of Australian and british people there's a bunch of people from essex in there and an australian guy from what i could see on the trailer and i was like I just i can't wait to watch it this looks awful if i don't hear muggy melt um, oh yeah absolutely melt melt also, is it, I, I i remember
3: seeing the trailer for there's like it's like a robot telling them what to do yeah there's like an ai because like yeah. like, i remember one of the guys was like no you know. robot's going to tell me uh, who I can and can't have sex with. And I'm like, what the... Oh. <laughs> yeah, so,
2: but it's like,
3: like, maybe I need to watch this. Because seems... we
2: started watching The Circle. Uh, the Circle didn't really do it for me in terms of trash TV. Because we also started to watch Rock of Love a few weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Also, you, could not
1: make, you can't make a show like that anymore. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I do. So... In, on the subject of like romance TV, mm. um, there's a season of The Bachelor happening right now. I have basically only watched a couple episodes of The Bachelor in my life, so I don't know a lot about it, but it's like music themed and a guy I went to high school with is on the show. So now I Whoa. have to watch it.
2: Yeah, you he's really, he's
1: really, really nice and he's a really talented musician, so it should be cool. Oh, man.
3: Are you guys familiar with uh, Nike Jakey? On YouTube, yes, yes. He, oh, yeah. he did a really good video. <laughs> I think a couple weeks ago, where it's he Jake's talked about like, <laughs> the the history of um like trashy dating shows and like Ooh, why he loves okay. them. It's really good. It's like a really entertaining
0: video. Oh, Highly okay. recommend it. His his video essays on that kind of stuff are always way more entertaining, in my opinion, than his video game ones. Like his video game ones are no, still I agree. great. Yeah. but like. I always get more excited when I see he's got a new upla- upload, and it's just about some random thing he feels like it's time Book to Fair. talk about. Yeah, exactly. the Scholastic Book Fair. <laughs> like, yes, oh,
1: so good. I have to watch that. I yeah. loved the Scholastic books. You should watch Scholastic like Book
3: Fair. You should definitely watch the one about dating shows. Yeah, because uh, yeah. he ba- his conclusion is like basically just like I'm depressed, and I love these, and I'm like it's all of us. Yeah. He's, he's all of us. He Mood. represents.
1: <laughs> Last one, last one. On 90 Day Fiance, there's a man who's been dating a Russian woman for seven years. And he's gone to Russia to meet her for the first time because he's never met her. Oh, my God. She told him to meet her somewhere and she didn't show up. So he's no. gone to her hometown and is hoping to just bump into her on the street. Oh, he's definitely getting catfished. The end. Oh,
2: the poor guy. I know. It's a lot. Oh my god. So that's oh, wow. what i am doing. I can't watch like the stressful ones. I want to watch the... Trash ones. Of, the Rock of Loves. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that gets me about Rock of Love, right, is that he ends every... Uh,
0: sorry, hold on. What, what is the premise of Rock of Love? I gotta oh my god. First.
2: So, Rock of Love is from like 2006. It's Bret Michaels from the band Poison. and
0: Okay, this is a, a winning formula
3: already, yeah, I can yeah. tell. It's
2: awful. It's all on Hulu. And the premise is basically it's something like 20 odd women and they really ham up the the rocker chick, the like they give them so much booze, they are clearly on drugs too, uh, in that first episode. Um, and then oh yeah, Brett Michaels has a bodyguard go- a bodyguard called Big John, and Big John kind of like does the weird thing of like vetting the girls for him. And to get to the next round, like in The Bachelor, it's The Rose. But in this, you get a backstage pass. It's very, very good, very thematic. Um, but also, the reason I said earlier you couldn't make a show like this these days is because, first of all, Brett Michaels calls them, home. oh, yeah, look like at the babes. Uh, and there was a, there's a bit where he's, where he's inviting the girls to, like, stay in the competition. And one of them was like, oh, and, you know, can't remember her name just fantastic breasts you know and it's like (laughs) I mean (laughs) yeah and there's uh, the first time that there's like 20 odd women and they get rid of I think 5 or 6 of them and it's so awful because it's all the older ones and it's like you just couldn't couldn't get away with this dude the mid 2000s were what a time uh, yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, also, he says things like, um oh, "I was just having this conversation with her, and it was really
1: turning me on." But he says the phrase "really turns me on" <laughs> like
2: five times an episode.
1: Is it like take a shot every time he says "really turns me on"? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. All I, right. I've also been playing Final <laughs> Fantasy. I haven't been watching just trashy shows.
2: <laughs> Speaking of horny on main, Final yeah, Fantasy. I was about to main. say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What are um, your
0: uh, What are your thoughts so far on Final Fantasy?
3: I've, are you a Tifa girl?
0: What, what's oh, I'm, your... I'm a
2: Tifa girl, but I am okay. a, I'm at the section now where I'm like hanging out with Aerith, um, and I, I I do love her, but I think Tifa's always going to be my best girl. I do love Jesse too. Aerith. I I love them all, but um, I didn't expect to fall so hard for remake because I have no real connection to Final Fantasy VII. Um, even, like, the first time Aerith's theme kicked in. Because I've been to a few of the concerts, and so I I knew the song, but I was like, ooh, I actually genuinely had, like, chills.
3: Same.
2: Love the combat system. That's probably my favorite combat system. (sighs) I mean, kind of, it's on par with Persona 5 Royals, um, with the nice changes they've made to that. Like, so I'm playing these two games at the same time, so I'm really getting Mm. my fill of hot Japanese teens being... (laughs) (laughs) like angsty and saving the world um i i feel like what
0: you're saying about like how you feel nostalgic for it even though you don't really have any experience with it is like something that i'm feeling too and i think a lot of people Mm -hmm. are feeling as well who haven't played it just because like that game is so iconic even if you haven't played it you recognize the characters you recognize the music you recognize Mm. the setting like everyone knows midgard knows there's the reactors around the center and stuff like that but even like you know, as someone who, like, I remember when people were talking about it, I was like, yeah, I don't really care too much about it. I'm going to play it because I'm curious. Then it got a 10, mm-hmm. and I was like, all right, I got to play it now. Uh, but, like, that opening scene even when it is, it's it's an exact remake of the mm-hmm. opening scene from the original, too. And I had seen that, and, like, when you hear the music come in, it is pretty stunning. And then I yeah. even went back to play the opening of uh, Final Fantasy VII. I think what I'm going to do is, play the original Final Fantasy VII at pace with the remake. So I'm going to play like the first couple hours and then wait three years for part two <laughs> and then play that the next gonna be... whatever. Uh, well, going I don't know. Maybe I'll that. end up playing more, but my yeah. reasoning behind it right now is that there's so many other games I want to play and I already just spent 40 hours on a Final Fantasy game. I don't yeah. want to... Um, but yeah, just the, the like seeing that, seeing that in the original two after just mm-hmm. finishing it was like... I don't know it's it's so it's so cool it's so impressive yeah
3: it, it, it's been so interesting like my conceptions of what these characters were based on like pop culture yeah and, and seeing what they actually were so I was like oh cloud he's the quintessential emo anime boy and that's kind of like like just but then and he is that to a degree but there's so much more to him in this game that I it, it's like oh there's like cloud is has way more depth than mm. I just thought he had or like Aerith, who I, you know, is like, oh, she's, you know, like kind of like the, the pure, you know, like the goody two good, shoes. Healer. Goody two shoes, but it's like she's not that at all. She's actually like she's super cool and, uh, like, you know, uh, her whole character is that she just kind of like picks Cloud apart, mm-hmm. and like Cloud is like, I'm a tough badass, and she's like, no, you're not. Yeah. But I like you anyway, and I'm like, oh man, like I, the the character dynamics are like so well sweet. done, and it, it's it's. Like it's really interesting having a, a game that I guess just like because I've I've heard about it for so long, I kind of had my this this feels shitty to say but like I I, I sort of had my like preconceptions of oh I uh, yeah I know what Final Fantasy VII is about mm-hmm. and then like playing this I'm like oh I totally didn't know I had no idea what it was really about and and it's like really nice and it ma- and it totally makes me want to go back and play yeah. that original too uh, especially after I did that spoiler cast and hearing them talk about. Um, just how much they loved it. Uh, Nick in particular, Nick Sherman, huge. Like he said, it's his favorite game of all time, and like the passion he talks about that original game makes me want to go back and play it.
2: Yeah, I, I'm like, if I'm not too JRPG'd out after finishing Royal, 2, I do want to go back and play the original. Um, just to, like a quick aside before we move on, my friend was t- like, I was talking to my friend about it, and he was like, mm, I love the original. This one's been. Kind of nomura a little bit, and I was like, Yeah, I see what you mean. You know, personally, being a Kingdom Hearts fan, I think he's definitely reined it in. But I'm interested, I don't to think see... it's Kingdom
3: Hearts level of no nonsense. Like,
2: no. <laughs> there there's <are> certainly some, <laughs> tr- there, there were, there's like elements of Nomura that having played all, like Kingdom Hearts, you can definitely yeah. identify. <laughs> and then he was like, yeah, but I'm a completionist, so I just bought Kingdom Hearts three. and I was like, "What are you doing? <laughs> you don't like Kingdom Hearts Namura 3 Is a... way
3: more yeah, like
2: but it's, <laughs> it's probably peak Namora, but
3: yeah, I, um... I would also say Tamora th- said this on the spoiler cast, but even though like I would agree, there is certain Namora ness to it. Mm-hmm. I, I do think that is a disservice to oh, the rest the it, rest yeah. of that writing team. Like, there's so much like depth and care put mm-hmm. into like the small character moments that I think mm-hmm. like. I think to to dismiss it as just like, oh, it's been numurified is like very, very dismissive. And there, there's so much to that game.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm excited well, to see I, where it goes. I mean, I, th- I
0: think you see a lot of that early on just in how mm-hmm. you, you get introduced to these characters. And at first, like, I don't know, probably for the first 10 minutes, right? They're like, okay, at least I was thinking these are very jrp G-ish archetypes like you've got this character Mm -hmm. and this character and within minutes I feel like it does a very good job of telling you like oh wait no hold on there's Mm -hmm. a lot more to these characters than just you know Barrett yelling in an elevator like sure he seems like this bombastic character but he actually has you know he wears his heart on his sleeve which I think is something Timor even said in his review which uh, is something that I, I found really impressive just because I have played quite a few jrpg well actually i haven't played that many considering all the ones out there but i've played oh, a good you amount of love RPGs. anime <laughs> you uh, are
3: well, one of I the mean, biggest no, no, no.
1: jrpg fans
0: okay like yeah but i haven't played like any final fantasy games other than this i haven't played chrono tree there's all these jrpgs that people just say classics that i haven't played sure, so i want to be careful there
1: depending on how old you are there's going to be tons of games you haven't played that doesn't undermine that's just true a i i
0: don't heart. know i i st- still don't think i've played a whole lot um because i feel like most of the jrpgs i played when i was younger were just pokemon games um all right mr tales
1: of bursaria reviewer for gamespot.com
0: okay yeah but still even then i've only played like i've only played like three of the fucking 40 Tales (laughs) games that exist so i'm just being careful covering my bases here by saying i anyway uh basically what i was trying to say was that i am very impressed with uh how quickly they shake those archetypes and how oh, yeah. interesting these characters get quickly and how they continue to develop throughout the story i'm curious to see how their arcs are gonna keep going throughout mm. the next three games uh, but yeah i'm really enjoying yeah. it so far anyway um yeah i mean i've mostly been playing final fantasy 7 remake 2 i actually just finished it a couple nights ago uh so i've Switched over to Fallout 76 because they've added the Wastelanders update. Jean-Luc and I have been playing a bit of that. Mm-hmm. And How so far, is it's that? Interesting.
2: Hmm.
0: I mean, I'm sure... Uh, I'm, I was more impressed with it at
3: first, and I feel like I'm less impressed with it the more I play it. Uh, which is... Uh, like, I, I think it's more that it, it's not as much of
0: a, an overhaul as I was hoping it was.
3: What do the NPCs made-
2: like? Do they add anything meaningful?
0: So that that's the interesting thing, right? Like I've played, I think I've played more than Jean-Luc right now, of the Wastelanders update. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you first get out of Vault 76, you're pretty much introduced to like a bar where you can complete quests for this woman. And they're very, like, they feel like Fallout quests in that there's skill checks. Uh, there, there are different ways you can tackle missions. There are like uh, dialogue trees and whatnot and all that well, I thought it was pretty interesting and I, I enjoyed it for the most part. Like, it, yeah. I don't know if I'd say it was up to par with, like, yeah, I, I don't know. It's tough to say on the quality of writing because I haven't
3: I, played enough of it. I think it's better than Fallout 4. We were talking about this the other day when we were playing. From it. Like what we've Fa- seen,
0: yeah. Like, like I've in, laughed more at some of the situations than I did in the entirety of Fallout or 4. Or there's just
3: which, more there. Like, Fallout 4, it had, like, that very, um, It was like that mass effect, like there's four options. And we Mm -hmm. were kind of talking about how like, it it felt like you, there wasn't much of a character you could create with those options. This feel because it's just text and your character doesn't talk. It feels like they have a huge amount of variety in how your character can respond. So even though it's probably not anywhere near the level of like a new Vegas, I feel like it's a step in the right direction. It feels like they've, they've learned their lesson from fallout four at least. And it, it feels more substantial than that.
0: The The interesting thing about it, though, is that right after you complete this quest line for this woman, which was kind of interesting because, mm-hmm. like I said, you could tackle it different ways. Like, I think you even had the option to join the bandits if you wanted to. I, none of us picked that. But if you wanted to, you could join the bandits and just kind of like screw over this tavern if you wanted, uh, w- which was interesting. And that's, you know, classic fallout fair. So I was happy to see that. Uh, but a couple issues that we ran into was one of them was that, you know, how like, in Borderlands, for example, if, if you're questing with a friend, uh, you complete quests together. So, like, if if we, if we want to be on a team, we can play through the entire story together. We can go into all the dungeons together. We can do that stuff together. With Fallout 76, when you go into interiors, you can't complete quests with your buddies. Now, I, I'm i having trouble explaining this because it, it's really strange. But basically, like, so, for example, there was a cave that we had to go in and rescue some robot thing. <laughs> and Jean-Luc went in and we could either go with Jean-Luc and accompany accompany him on this quest, which we also had to complete, but it wouldn't complete for us because he probably has made different choices than we have. Yeah, it, so it you're wouldn't entering line like up. an
3: instanced version of that cave. So they'd be entering my instance. Y- yeah, getting, that's a better and, way to put it. Yeah. But so like, like you
1: don't y- you Jake wouldn't get the complete you'd have to do it again in your own instance in order to get the complete exactly
0: yeah so we did we, well, we were It was me Jean-Luc and Matt and we ended up just like every time we got to one of those areas we're like well we're just going to do this by ourselves because otherwise we're going to have to do it multiple times just to complete it which is it's like an interesting problem right because I don't know how you can fix that easily. Because people want narrative decisions, they want choice, they want the story to change, but obviously you can't do that for everyone, so you have to do something like that. But at the same time, it's like, why? Well, then why am I playing with friends if if like we we can't play with each other during these crucial story moments? Which almost kind of makes me wish it was more like Divinity Original Sin, where it was just kind of, or Divinity Original Sin Two, where it was just kind of like you have a character for this campaign that you're going to play with your buddies with. And, like, that character's not necessarily useful outside of that campaign.
3: Yeah, or, like, uh, I don't know if you ever played The Old Republic MMO. Uh, That game had these areas, I forget what they were called, but they are basically, like, these uh, instances where you would do, like, a, a, a mission with multiple people, and everyone would actually participate in the dialogue, and essentially, when you would get the option to pick a choice, everyone would pick the choice they wanted to pick, and then the game would roll a die, to determine who won and actually got to say what they wanted to say. And that would determine where, what actually happened. But you would like, you would technically still get like good points for doing the good thing. But then like the person in your party who's like, we're going to kill them all would like win the, the, the dice roll. So then you'd be like, I guess we're killing them all, but it wouldn't like affect your alignment. That's good. That system had problems, yeah. but
2: seems it's, better than this it,
3: it it allowed you as a party to still like participate in in the story with each other and mm-hmm. i i like i f- i would have rather it done that where it it just feels like we're it doesn't feel like we're playing the game with each other it feels like we're just on discord with each other talking while we're
0: playing the story moments separately mm-hmm. yeah which... and and I will say like some of the story moments I've had i thought were pretty good like I thought they were engaging or funny or entertaining or or like some of it I thought was pretty well written but once again like when we're playing as a group a lot of that stuff is lost on me and Mm -hmm. I I mean I'm sure other people like will experience this as well uh so I've actually been enjoying surprise surprise I've been enjoying Fallout 76 more on my own (laughs) than with friends Mm -hmm. uh and I I think, like, if you're going to play it, I'd recommend just doing it by yourself, at least getting through that story by yourself, and then maybe grouping up with friends. But there is still one very weird thing where you can start this sort of NPC quest line story right when you get out of Vault 76, but after you, I don't know, do, like, four or five quests, you get gated. You have to hit level 20 before you can continue. You find a character, and she's like, you're not tough enough for what I have to do for you, and it's like, reach level 20, and I'm just like... Uh Come on, like, so
2: which basically means this.
3: doing
0: the original game's main story, which exactly. hasn't been
3: changed at all. It's the exact which same. Which is Destiny even muted because,
0: in theory, the outcome of the of the <laughs> original story would be wrapped up when you meet this character. So it, it's, it's just
3: it feels designed for people who yeah. played it and then were coming back, rather yeah, than new totally. Players. It feels like it doesn't mm. work at all as a, as a brand new player. And it's like oh. an overhaul. It feels more like I was meant to have already finished this, and now I'm coming back. Because the idea was like, oh, the NPCs are returning to the the um, Appalachia uh, after a year of of no one being there. But then you play that original story that's still there, and it still has that like melancholy, everyone's dead vibe. But now
0: there's it's, random yeah. NPCs scattered around, yeah, and like, or, like that like, feels. like they'll add they'll add npcs to these missions that originally didn't have them so they don't do anything they're just there for you to talk to which to be Mm -hmm. fair like can be entertaining like so far i've met some cool characters but it's just like the only reason you're here is so you can say there's an npc here now but this npc literally has nothing to do with what i am doing it's also still buggy as hell (laughs) yes Ah. multiple crashes
1: yeah it just seems like a a a combination of genres that just hasn't quite been figured out. Like the, yeah, there's yeah. a similar thing in in Destiny 2 when they try to like make a big narrative change, but like so like Cade 6 dying was like oh, oh no, he's everybody's favorite character, so A, I don't know why you would do that, but B, he was his voice was still in old, like um Strikes, strikes, and stuff. Mm -hmm. So Mm. it wasn't like he had died at all. You're just like, oh, I'll just play this. I'm doing a strike playlist anyway, so I'll just hear like the story, the actual story, like level mission that's about him was so good. But outside of that, it doesn't. There's just it's a really hard balance to to strike. Like. I don't know how, like, Final Fantasy XIV does it, for example, but I know the story is really lauded in that game. Maybe this is a question for Michael later, but I I just, I don't right. know how you make something tailored to an individual narrative-wise while also being multiplayer in the way that Fallout 76 aims to be.
3: Mm. Yeah, I don't yeah. feel like any game I've played has ever truly, truly figured it out. Like, we, another example, the Bethesda one is, like, Elder Scrolls Online. Like, me, Matt, and Jake tried to play that with each other, and that game is like, it's got a lot of story and dialogue and like written dialogue, but it you can't do any of that in a group. Mm, you, right. Like it would be like, hey guys, I need to go listen to this character talk for ten minutes while you guys just stand there or
1: like playing anthem together, and it's together like. That's <laughs> Everybody exactly. shut the fuck up. I have to hear this. Yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah. And you're sitting there being like, isn't this supposed to be like a co-op game I play with my friends? But like, I keep having to stop and telling everyone to, to shut up
0: so I can hear this dialogue. I've, I I, will yeah. say though, like uh, just to bring it back to Fallout 76, I am enjoying it. I don't know if I want to say significantly more than when I first played it, but I am enjoying it considerably more hmm. than when it first came out There. Like, it's still buggy, but there are less bugs. Uh, it seems like they've made a lot of refinements, a lot of quality of life changes. Uh, like, when I'm not doing the story, when I'm just exploring with friends, like, that world is still very good. It's very fun to yeah. explore, which is something I think Jean-Luc, you had talked about a lot when the game came out, which it wasn't really getting credit for. Um, and I, like, I'm excited to play more. Uh, I just, yeah, I, I the, the the story's really strange. I'm, I'm going to keep chugging away on the story because i i want a game like that and i and i'm hoping maybe there'll be something to it but as of right now like apart from some of the conversations i've had with characters it it just seems like it doesn't seem like a big overhaul that people are expecting it seems more just like well here's here's these npcs that are here now yeah
1: well we are gonna have a review on GameSpot, so keep an eye out for that
0: (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'm making a video about it as well so you can check that out later uh did we did everyone talk about what we've been playing what we've been doing yeah mm-hmm. I think so mm-hmm.
2: and only took, didn't talk about uh, the new strokes album yeah, which took. i haven't uh, listened to
0: yet it's so good it's yeah. really good and and you know it's good because anthony fantano gave it like a pretty good score right. which you know a lot of times i'll listen to an album and i'll think it's good and i'll watch mm-hmm. his review and i'll be like okay maybe this album's yeah. bad but I no he I and I, I was like a sigh of relief because I'd been listening to it all week. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes, thank God the he likes it brutal. too. But yeah, it's very good. I recommend it. Uh, anyway, new XCOM game announced.
1: We're on to news.
0: Oh, we are on to news. <laughs> it
1: sure was announced. <laughs> XCOM Chimera Squad.
3: What, what is, I actually know nothing about this. It, it is not a good it for me.
1: It is a spin-off XCOM game, so it's not a sequel to XCOM Two, um, mm, okay. but it's still like XCOM. It's not like XCOM Picross or something, um, which yeah. I would love. That sounds cool. Love yeah, so much. Um, like original idea, do not steal. And that is the extent <laughs> that I know about it. However, we will have a review of this game as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because cool we, thing review, we review big games, and it is coming out very soon. I think the 24th.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, One of the cool things about it, though, is that it's $10 for, I think, the rest of the month. Like, when it comes Ooh. out to the rest of the month, and then it'll go up to $20. Um, so it's pretty cheap. Like, it sounds like if you enjoy XCOM, it's kind of a, you might as well go for it. Uh, personally, I haven't played much XCOM. Our XCOM guy doesn't work here anymore.
3: So. I like XCOM, <laughs> but
2: like, I'm, I am pretty terrible at it. I could never play it on Iron Man. Um, but I, I like it a lot. And they, it, it just came out on Switch, right?
0: I think it's going to. I don't know, or XCOM yeah, it's 2. Going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah I'm I pick, don't know if it's out, out yet. i pick
2: that up and sort of work my way back up before picking it's this one up. It's kind
3: of weird that this is coming out like around the same time as Gears Tactics, which is also an XCOM. Also
1: coming out soon.
3: Yeah, I don't know if that's just a coincidence or not, but I don't know mm. why. why. It, it's weird that like the only other game that's like XCOM heavily XCOM inspired is like coming out the same week, and then they drop like a brand new it's like XCOM buses. thing.
1: XCOM buses. I'm just gonna get overwhelmed and just play Fire Emblem. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so that's yeah, XCOM Chimera Squad. Um, every time I see the word chimera, I think about full metal alchemist. Oh yeah. Oh, I thought yeah. you were going to do it, John Luke. Dang it.
3: Oh, sorry. Oh no. Do it again. Do it again.
1: I think about full metal alchemist.
3: Full metal alchemist.
1: Thank you. <laughs>
0: there you go. Sorry. No anime.
1: <laughs> did you see oh uh, Moving right along here. Wait, did you see someone with a no anime penguin in Animal Crossing design? It's very good.
2: Mm. That should uh, be your town well,
1: flag. Yeah, I
2: should
0: make that my town flag. I don't have to do that. Um, anyway, in other news, Gamespa, Gamescom.
2: Gamescom <laughs> Gamescom.
0: <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Gamescom uh, has been kind of canceled. Uh, so they said on Twitter that they still want to do a digital event. However, the like all all events have been shut down yeah. for the foreseeable future. And Except I mean, it was a matter Comic-Con. of time.
2: Apparently. Yeah, Comic Con's still yet. on. Yeah. No. Did you see Like they, they tweeted a weird thing about, I think it was an old Christopher Reeves quote about, um, you know, standing up and always being there or something. No. It, was, it was like a very bizarre no. quote that basically sort of insinuated that they didn't want to shut down. But also, it's meant, it's what? July? Comic Con? July, yeah. July.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but Gamescom's August, right? So it's yeah. like if they're already canceling then Comic-Con uh, probably should too although it seemed like gamescom i don't know based on the tweet it seems like they didn't really have a choice like no
2: that's a mandate put in place by the gym yeah. government yeah so
0: so i i wonder we probably don't have a i don't know if we have a mandate here that's saying not, that like you can't so do wait Comic-Con? san san
2: diego's that'd be newsom right? gavin newsom yeah is the governor so yeah. he they haven't got a date on it, any of that stuff yet Mm-mm. So there isn't an official like end date. They sort of talked about
1: the rollout of the reintegrating people back into society sort of thing. Yeah, I know in in LA County the shelter in place was extended to May fifteenth. Last time I checked, mm. um, but they San Diego is in LA County, but it's probably similar. Yeah. Um, but, but
2: anyway, yeah, Gamescom is going to be yeah. interesting to be an online one because over the years they've kind of moved away from being the big place where everything gets announced to just being the hands-on place. And mm-hmm. so if you don't have your 400,000 people in the Köln messer queuing up to get hands-on with demos, I don't know how it's gonna work as an online event, unless it's like a mini E3, but then if they, if they go back to their old ways of like having press conferences and whatever, but yeah, I don't know. Put demos on Google Stadia. Yeah. <laughs> Let people try I, them at home.
0: I, I can't think of a. Like, the even the phrase hands on, I'm just like, nope, I don't want hands on anything. I know, right? <laughs> like, oh. I do not want to pick up a control that other people have been using. I don't. Absol- oh, absolutely. Uh, and, not. like,
1: Gamescom is so crowded. Like, I was thinking about. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. an- sweaty. A lot mm. of the anime cons were kind of slow to get canceled. Like, Fanime just got officially uh, canceled, but, like, Anime Expo is in the same convention center as E3, but it is so many more people like, wall-to-wall packed, people pass out from heat exhaustion. Like, oh my god, no. Gamescom is also so packed. I don't want anything to do no. with that kind of thing right now. I, yeah.
3: I, I went to PAX East right before it was like right before everything. Oh the yeah, that was really scary. Kicked off. Yeah, and it was like, you know, it was like before anything really kicked <laughs> off but like, I just remember feeling a mm. lot of anxiety being there, and that was like before things happened. That was, like, like I can't f- end imagine of February, right? Like even even if technically everything's fine by the time like Gamescom or Comic Con happens, like I still don't want to go anywhere near anything like that for a while. Yeah. Until like I know, it's like truly one hundred percent like good, like absolutely not.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Before Gamescom the- oh, is a great show, and it's like one of my favorites, but. Then at the same time, like, I, I stay in the business area. I don't go in the halls because, like, it's impossible to get anywhere. And, like, the halls are big enough that even though it's packed, you don't feel like you're being, like, sort of crammed in with people. But they're so big and there's so many people that it's easy to feel lost in there. And it takes, like, ages to get from one to another just because there's so many people. Right. Also, they don't have air conditioning in the main, oh. or if they do, it's not good. Mm-mm. Um, but no, I
1: yeah, I'm intrigued to see how that's gonna work. Yeah, I was just okay. gonna say before this, I the only time I felt nervous about like germs during demos was VR stuff, and now I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. next time there's an E three, I'm gonna use hand sanitizer after every hands on. Like, just yeah. little things like that. I'm thinking about how my approach is going to change. And so this kind my, of thing being canceled my favorite,
3: is... My favorite no, booth sorry. at uh, PAX East was uh, it was the 20, 20XX booth. And that guy just had multiple giant Costco-sized bottles of hand sanitizer. and He's like, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Do you need hand sanitizer? Have some before? Have some after? I'm like, you're my favorite guy. You're my favorite guy here.
0: You know what's up. Well, moving on then uh, to... A new Crisis game in the works, possibly. So the background behind this is that the Crisis account tweeted, uh, "Hey Nomad, you still with us?" And receiving data on April fourteenth and thirteenth. Uh, this is the first time first time they've tweeted in four years. It looks like
2: someone found so the keys to the account.
0: Either that, or <laughs> an old a new phone. Crisis coming. Still loved it. <laughs> I
2: mean. Sure. crisis is interesting crisis is Who's interesting gonna do series. that they're giving it to dice or someone or
0: oh i mean Crytek is still around right they could still do it they're, they're focused on hunt Ch- the showdown oh, well, but that game is i mean i think they're just updating it yeah over time but i think it's mostly done i love the
3: original crisis it's like one of my weird no cult classic is the right word but it, it it's sort of like it's this it's a game that i I like legitimately love the first game, I think it's so good, and part of it is because it was basically a sequel to the original Far Cry in terms mm-hmm. of like the design and, and sort of like, okay, each area is a sandbox and and the the way you could interact with enemies and the AI and the different like suit powers, like I would just play levels over and over again and do them in different ways and do them on different difficulties, and I loved it. And I absolutely hated Crisis 2 because they got rid of yeah. all of that. And they just made it this like linear like shooter that just felt like it was trying to be every other shooter. It, 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 like, all the personality got sucked out of it. I didn't even bother playing the third one, which I heard was, like, better than the second. But it still wasn't that open-ended thing that the, the third one was. So, like, I, I definitely want another game like Crisis 1, like, playing like Crisis 1. But in terms of, like crisis is a franchise i don't really care that game's story is like batshit insane i like looked up like the plot synopsis for crisis 3 and it is like literally the most insane like plot i've ever read (laughs) like it is absolutely insane uh (laughs) you should look it up sometime it's wild uh also they that that tweet said nomad which is the character from crisis one he dies in like a comic book in between crisis one and two apparently so i'm like what does that even mean? Are you yeah. bringing back Nomad? Retcon. Are you remaking Crisis 1? Are you retconning it? Yeah. I don't even know. Like it's just I like I said I love Crisis 1, but I look at this and I'm like I don't even I don't even know. Like, I don't, like I don't what know is you this? Anymore. I what do I trust us? you to still make a good Crisis 1 because you you had a chance to make a sequel to that game and you messed it up twice. <laughs>
0: Also, like Ubisoft is like kind of used Nomad for like half their protagonists recently, like the Ghost yeah. Recon games. Oh, your really? Nomad, <laughs> And Siege, they added a Nomad, an operator named Nomad. So when I see it, I'm like, huh? Is Crytek like using their engine for a Ghost Recon? I don't know. Like, I'm just like, I, I, I like. It also, takes no, me a while to get to there.
3: <laughs> nobody, nobody's like, oh yeah, Nomad, the main character of Crisis One. Like, no, <laughs> yeah. no one thinks that. No one cares. I love that game. I don't care,
1: dude. The only thing I know, about. the only thing I know about Crisis is just, but can it run Crisis? That is yeah. my yeah. That and, and, and the
3: suit going maximum armor, maximum strength. <laughs> like put that in there, and I'm good. Like, <laughs> like you needed the, if they tweeted maximum strength, I'd be like, let's go, uh, let's do it. Yeah, I'm on board.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think at this point, the thing I'd be most interested in is just to see what absurd boundary they plan on pushing in terms of graphics because i feel like that was the thing with the first one even though i couldn't play it because i wasn't able to run it Uh, a lot of people couldn't play because they run it it was still cool to see like here's everything they managed to fit in a game because the game still looks great and that Mm. came out what almost a decade ago over a decade ago i don't know a long time ago so it's that's definitely what interests me the most as of right now like just seeing what they do with it uh but yeah, like I'm not like oh, Crisis! I'm so excited we got a new one. I, However, oh, do you oh, have more to say? I,
3: I was just gonna mention uh, I somebody I forget who in the in the Gamespot Discord shout out to the Gamespot Discord uh, put a video that was like a modded version of Crisis One that uses like ray tracing. Ooh. That game still looks so good, like the water tech yeah. with like the ray tracing mod. I was like, damn. should potato I,
2: mode I, that John Luke.
3: Oh, we did actually. It's been done. Jo- did Joey you? did one. Yeah, yeah Joey. Yeah, Joey, Joey potato mode Crisis. Too Bring late.
2: Too late. Shout out to he Potato Mug. He's so headed of the curve. <laughs> Ahead of um, the peel. Joey. <laughs> Ahead of the peel.
0: I will say, though, I am excited for a Resident Evil 4 remake.
2: Oh, yes. Oh,
0: I know that's a bit controversial. Oh,
2: yes. I mean, if they do what they did with RE2 and not what they did with RE3. Like...
3: <sighs> I'm so curious. I, I I keep going back and forth on it because there's that part of me that's like Resident Evil Four is perfect, and you don't need to change anything about it. But at the same time, I'm like, ah, like I don't know, yeah. maybe <sighs> there's all that like cave stuff after the m-
2: yeah.
3: mansion, like the castle. That I'm like, yeah, maybe maybe you could cut some of that out. Maybe you could yeah. clean it up a little bit. Yeah. I, I hope they I keep wanna... the voice acting though. I don't want them yeah. to change the voice acting. I hope they, f- I hope yeah. they like that and like well, even even Leon, Leon's like. I'm a cool badass like Ooh. anime character. Yeah. Uh, where does my Leon go impression. Bingo!
1: I, I really liked it, Lucy.
0: <laughs> I want to. I want to see that. Who's the Who's the little kid with the pirate hat? That. Oh, oh Salazar. Salazar!
3: Salazar! Yeah, I he's not a kid. He's supposed <laughs> to be like twenty. <laughs> I know, but he's like he's just like a little guy. But like him, but in like in the Re engine, so he's yeah, super exactly. detailed. Yeah. He looks That's like ultra realistic. <laughs> <laughs> i do want to see
0: that uh but yeah i mean basically there are just rumors going around that
2: uh i think vg, that... VG chronicle said they they've confirmed it
0: confirmed it mm. okay
2: through the well, sources yeah. so i mean given the like success of the other remakes i honestly think that capcom would be stupid to not do it um yeah
3: there is still that I like. I totally get people who are like, "I would rather them do Code Veronica" because mm-hmm. I think that that's the game that needs the remake more. But I also or a lot get of
0: people want a remake of the Resident Evil One remake.
3: Yeah, I don't agree. <laughs> with, no, as somebody who love Resident Evil One remake is one of my favorite games of all time. I'm like, they already did it. They already remade yeah. it perfectly. Uh but I get that like. From a money-making perspective,
0: like oh, four would boy. make them way more money than like Code Veronica would. Yeah, I saw someone tweet like, "What does Capcom have to gain from this?" And I'm like, "A lot of money. money. That's what they money. have to gain what from, from it." Like, you kidding me?
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> God. I mean, I'm very much team that I would love to play it. I can, but because because I think like, even if they don't do a great job of it, the original will still exist. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Right. But I think that honestly I I don't think they would mess around with full. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. Well, I, I'm Yeah. I, I was kind of curious like I wonder if people would be more excited about this news if Capcom hadn't literally released that game on every single platform. Like I wonder if they just released it on GameCube and maybe like PlayStation and then just didn't port yeah. it to anything. Well, so that and was And then the announced whole... it. But like the weird thing is is that it's on it came out on 360, Xbox One, PS3, PS4, Nintendo Wii, Nintendo Switch, like Steam. It's just like a long list of ways you can already play this game that still holds up incredibly well, too. Yeah.
3: So so that was my whole theory about why they remade 2 and 3 in the first place was because they, they, Capcom loves to port games to new platforms, specifically Resident Evil. You know, they've ported Resident Evil 4, 5, 6. They've ported the remake of 1. 2 and 3 were the only real big ones they couldn't do that with because they were PlayStation 1 games. So it made sense, like, oh, if we remake them, they're now Mm -hmm. easily portable, like, to different systems. So that made sense to me. And you're right in that, like, well, wait, why do you need to remake Resident Evil 4? You already have the ability to port it to uh, other systems. So I guess it is more of just, like, yeah, more money, I guess. I don't know.
1: People do like playing things things at a higher fidelity to like let's go yeah Pick one yeah yeah yeah
0: totally i mean I, i'm what's also interesting this, too is like go ahead
1: i was just gonna say and yeah, you have people who never played the the first one who didn't have those consoles originally maybe who yeah yeah there's, there's all mm-hmm. sorts of reasons i think I mean, we've
2: oh, we that, literally that, like, spent this episode talking enough. about how great Final Fantasy VII well, remake is, yeah. so like,
1: <laughs> yeah, kind of already made well, the
2: arguments for ourselves
1: here. Yeah, that too, but but also just like people who, um, I think the if you like are a younger mm-hmm. person who plays games, or you haven't played games in a while, or you just started playing games, going back to older games can be really rough. Yeah, like I the think language of Resi Four is very different. To, like you can yeah. see the way
2: that it's influenced modern action games. But unfortunately, that means like unless you've played it before, going back is all the more difficult. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I would I would agree. Like I think the design and structure of that game is like still really solid, but mm-hmm. the aiming feels not as good. Yeah. You can't walk. Like I think there are
0: certain things that they they could change. Yeah. Remember on GameCube it was the A button to shoot. They got rid of that in other ports, but you'd have oh, to yeah. hold the R to pull out your gun, and then you'd hit A to shoot, and it was just so, so mm-hmm. weird. weird. <laughs> I remember being <laughs> like, "What are you thinking?" Like,
3: <laughs> one of the best uh, versions of that game is the Wii version. The yeah, motion controls yeah. yeah. are very good. Yeah.
2: Actually, the Wii version of Okami was really good too. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. I- I'm curious though because you mentioned uh, the Final Fantasy remake, and that is like maybe like the extreme of mm-hmm. like they took that as an opportunity to yeah. dramatically overhaul that. Where where this? I wonder if Capcom. I wonder what direction they go because I could see them going the direction of we're going to keep it pretty faithful, but it's going to look nicer. Maybe we'll update mm-hmm. the controls a little bit versus like a more Resident Evil 2 reimagining. Like
0: I I don't know which one I would prefer.
2: Yeah, me either. Yeah,
0: I'm not sure either. I, I'm, I'm curious like how they'll, because it seems like there's like a, I guess a new Resident Evil canon kind of happening with all these remakes. And I'm curious to see what they do with four story wise in order to make that fit because i know a lot of people probably wouldn't want them messing with the story but at the same time they're kind of already doing it in ways mm. in resident evil 2 and 3 and if they're remaking yeah. four they'll probably use it as an opportunity to kind of tie it into this that'd be kind of revised For- resident evil
3: narrative mm. four is so self-contained of all the resident evil It's true it's like the one that doesn't need to relate to anything else and and if they want to try to i i guess but i don't know i don't think they need, mm. I don't yeah. think they need to.
2: Adam just did a full timeline of Resident Evil. Oh, yeah, um, very good. Which very good. is amazing, but also like, just always forget how minutes. batch. <laughs> yes, thirty-five minutes long, but it's in depth. I also <laughs> forget just how batch it that franchise gets. Oh, I love like, it. It's weird that Resident Evil Four is kind of on the scale of things, relatively normal. <laughs> compared to some think, of the other stuff that happens
3: <laughs> I think 4 has a level of self-awareness to it yeah. it kind of knows it's dumb and spots like when you have like the, the kid like Salazar dude in the castle you're like oh okay okay yeah. we're playing th- th- that's what this kind of game is yeah. some of those other Resident <laughs> Evil's
0: though maybe take themselves a little, a little too seriously yeah. I want them to remake 5 and 6 I'm just kidding anyway let's uh, move on to uh, the questions you know what they want to
3: <laughs> take another crack at 6 that, uh, Actually, sure yeah, go for it, it why not idea. you can only make it better <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: this first listener question is long but we had to include it because the uh subject was my piss-filled xbox 360 control <laughs> uh who wants to read this one it's a long one all right callie you go for it
1: hey everyone love the pod and i'm using the current nightmare scenario we're all living in to catch up Just finished episode 30, where someone wrote in about buying something from a game store that was filled with piss, and I can relate to that story. Some years ago, I had a broken, wired Xbox 360 controller I needed to replace. The shell was cracked up, and the sticks were totally worn off, so I went to my local GameStop and bought a used replacement controller. When I got the controller home, I immediately put it to use. The controller had some issues, so I grabbed a screwdriver to open it up with. After removing the screws, I started to open the controller first the smell hit me like stepping into the house of my aunt who owned too many cats on a hot summer day the stench was strong (laughs) it really paints a picture doesn't it with the top of the 360 controller out of the way i then moved the board of the controller aside and to my horror found a small pool of urine sitting in the back portion of the controller's shell how did this happen In retrospect, 360 controllers apparently sealed up nicely as I didn't catch a whiff of anything at all before opening the controller, but also it wasn't sealed up well enough to keep the piss from coming in. It also had been in the controller long enough that the metal components in the controller were starting to corrode. I then had an idea. I tossed the guts to the piss controller soaked everything else in a cleaning solution for a few hours took the guts from the other busted controller i owned placed it into the now pissless shell and it was good (laughs) as new needless to say that became the player two controller (laughs) (laughs) though winning in a game with that controller became a point of pride among my friends they knew it was the piss controller
3: (sighs) oh yeah you'd have to Yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah you'd have to I suppose I could have just returned it, but it was a GameStop that I frequented, so I felt very <laughs> self conscious about returning a piss filled controller. I couldn't tell them it was filled with piss because that meant I opened the controller.
3: How did they not know, though? How did the <laughs> what person. Do
1: you they said at it was sealed GameStop, up, up. They were sealed up. And they they sealed it. up. Well, I guess. Yeah. So, what would you all have done in this scenario? Do what I did? Throw the controller out or try to exchange the controller for a different one? If you think you would try to exchange it, how would you handle this exchange? Would you be like, yo, someone peed in or on this controller? I think I need a new one. Also, have you ever fixed anything before? Preferably gaming related, (laughs) but all stories welcome. Also, also, how did piss find its way into my (laughs) controller? Thanks, Kevin from Mentor, Ohio. Oh, i love this
3: so many questions so
1: much. i mean I, I would have thrown it away i'm eating that yeah that however much i no, spent no. on that
2: controller no he so he says like when i got the controller home it had some issues i would have i wouldn't even get to the piss-filled stage i would have taken it back then and there
0: yeah that's probably well, what yeah I done that's too. Like a good
2: point yeah i've done. never yeah. opened a controller like i or unscrewed Either anything because i'd be too afraid of I mean, I don't I have, think you'd. I have done that.
3: Yeah. I I um. <laughs> you pissed when in I, a controller. Yeah, I pissed <laughs> in a controller and I had to clean it. Uh, no, it was like I think it was like oh, it was like a day or the the day I got like my PS4, uh, like launch PS4. I accidentally mm. spilled orange soda on the controller, <sighs> oh, no. so all the buttons got <laughs> sticky. So I it was like, I have to. So I had to like unscrew it and then like clean out like all the buttons and stuff oh so that. uh... And it totally worked after that. So, yes, mm-hmm. um, I, I, guess, I, I guess to answer that, one of the questions I have opened up and fixed a controller before uh, for my own stupidity.
1: My PS2. Never... Oh, sorry, Callie, go ahead. I was just going to say, to your point on returning it when it didn't work mm-hmm. very well, depends if my dad was there. Because if my dad was there, he would have opened up the controller. But I am too afraid to do stuff like yeah. that. But if I had found piss in a controller, I would have thrown it away. I don't even—that's money Yeah, I just have to say goodbye (laughs) to. it. How much piss was in this controller? A small pool. A small pool. Who's peeing? Who's peeing? Like, how are you transferring? Was it like a a small? Did a cat pee on the controller? I bet it was an animal that peed on or near the controller. No, I think I think it was
2: like.
0: It was someone like I'm yeah. taking this back to GameStop. Yeah. I better I'm selling it to it the them. Mask.
2: Would
3: you do that if 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 your animal peed on a controller? Would you throw it away or would you say like maybe I can make a couple dollars off of this at <laughs> the local Again, GameStop? Again, I'm
1: throwing that shit away. I'm not <laughs> dealing with that. Let's oh, no,
3: quickly just, wipe the outside and seal it up and be like, no, hey, I don't need this anymore.
2: <laughs> How did Pete get in this controller? This is this 360 is like a, so maybe um,
3: maybe the, the the thumbsticks like yeah, there's that little ugh. crevice oh, you in can, there you can pull them up can't you you? Can, yeah you can pull them up that's my theory
2: this is like a um like a riddle that i i'm gonna fall down this <laughs> hole <laughs> i'll never solve it this is my white we could wheel. we could
3: do some tests on video we could like simulate we could make <laughs> a... <video>?
2: okay no <laughs> that's a different type of website mate
3: well, no, 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 with, like, water. We'll use some water and we'll, like, try and, like, figure it out. We could, we could, for science.
2: I mean...
3: Some yellow Gatorade. Oh. Pour it on the controller. Trying to figure it way. out. Oh. Should we move on to the next question? Sure. <laughs> I love that
2: question.
0: Actually, these, I'm going to read these two together, but they're from the Discord server, Robert J. and Forrest L., Uh Here we go. Do you guys have any games, books, or TV shows that you wish you could wipe from your memory so you could relive the experience all over again? That was from Robert J. And then Forrest L. followed that up with, what about the opposite? Are there any games you wish you knew nothing about but uh, don't want to go through for whatever reason? Wish
1: you know everything about.
0: Wish you know everything about Mm. but you don't want to go through for whatever Hmm.
2: reason. Um, For that one, I would say Final Fantasy XIV. I don't have the time to play it. But Damn, that's so a good one. answer. Hearing, I wish I could
3: skip that intro stuff. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah,
2: That's the thing. Like, Oof. hearing about the intro and knowing how much time that people put into it. I wish I had the time. And I want to, like, I don't. Uh, They're apparently I, redoing I it all.
3: So hopefully it's better. But that's that's a really that's a good answer. Such
1: a good answer. Yeah. What about a, something you want to experience all over again?
2: Ooh. Um. Mass Effect trilogy. Yeah. Easily. A good one. Yeah, Uh Last of Us. Last of Us. Undertale. Mm, Undertale. I don't Undertale. So yeah. I I I'm in that position. I would like Eternal Sunshine, Eternal Sunshine from my mind to relive that again. Uh books I would say The Shining for the first time. Never read The Shining. Um Oh actually no the shining that covers me for books and movies cuz that's pretty much my favorite film.
3: I would love to go back in and not like experience for the first time but I guess well kind of like I I would love to watch some movies that I had spoiled for me like the twist
1: mm-hmm. like
3: without having had the twist like I would love Dude, to like watch six sense. <laughs> yeah exactly oh. like six sense like I would love to see six sense blind. Oh we lost We lost Jake's yeah. <laughs> um or like terminator 2 like i'd love to watch oh. terminator 2 and like not know yeah. the twist that's what that. i was thinking yeah. like I, I think yeah like movies that like i kind of knew the the big twist and and i would love to experience those fresh
1: or even like really darth vader being luke's father can you imagine like not having yeah. that yeah <laughs>
3: Uh, my friend had that experience. Not he didn't have it, but he, he knew somebody. They had a guy who was staying at their house. He was from South Africa, and he had never seen Star Wars at all. So they were like, well, let's have him watch mm-hmm. these movies. And he watched them blind, and he was like, these are the greatest movies ever made. And it was like, <laughs> that's like so cool. It was like this guy in 2015 in his 30s ah. who like had a, a fresh experience of Star Wars. And I was like, wow. That's so cool. That's so cool. Um, I wish I could have that. That sounds rad.
2: Yeah. I would so say I, like, I would say movies from my childhood that I have like The Princess Bride, I pretty much have committed to memory now. Yeah. Mm. But if I could watch that again fresh,
1: I would do that in a heartbeat. Um, I think I think it was serious business in the Discord said guest mine, which was Rampa. I would love to replay the Rampa trilogy mm. uh fresh. That would be mm. incredible. Um mm. I also, for books, I would love to read all of Gillian Flynn's books. Um, she wrote Gone Girl mm-hmm. um, and Sharp Objects, and I would love to read those fresh again. I really love murder mysteries, and it's kind of, they're not really like rereadable in the same way that some other books are. Yeah. Um,
3: A twin Peaks. And I, I also kind of had a lot of that spoiled for me. Yeah, I, mean, I, I had that it. spoiled
2: by my mum in a conversation where I said to her that I was going to watch Twin Peaks and she just
1: spoiled the ending for me. I got Twin Peaks spoiled for me on Twitter just as a coincidence. Literally oh, yeah. two episodes before I was going to get to the thing. So, uh, and then for. A game I wish I could know everything about, but I don't want to actually play. I would say Final Fantasy XIV. I would also say like the Metal Gear games. Like I don't want to actually mm-hmm. like I just don't really feel like playing them. But I would love to know more yeah. about this story. Um, my friend actually did that. I have a friend who like didn't want to play them, so she just watched a bunch of let's plays, and now she like reads fan fiction about Ocelot and stuff. I love it.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm trying to think of things. I feel like you guys covered a lot of things I would say. Um, I, uh, yeah. I mean, I think the big one, uh, Last of Us Witcher. I mean, I don't know. I feel like with The Witcher, every time I play it, there's still more things that I haven't seen and new things I'm experiencing. So it kind of has that going for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, you could say that you wish you could know everything about Danganronpa Rampa without playing it.
0: <laughs>
3: actually, <laughs> that might be I know people
1: who don't <laughs> like actually playing Danganronpa, Rampa, but they like the story.
3: That That's a tougher one for me because I feel like most things that I want to know, I'll actually want to put in the effort to experience it. Like, I, yeah. I do want to actually play Danganronpa Rampa at some point. You should. So like,
1: Everyone should. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah, I really blessed. like that. That Final Fantasy... It's its less I want to know everything about Final Fantasy fourteen and I just want to find a way to skip. If I could skip that opening 60 mm-hmm. hours, but also somehow retain all the information about it, that would be great. Yeah.
1: For not a game, but I would love to know everything about One Piece, but I don't have time to watch 800 episodes.
3: <laughs> yes.
1: You know <laughs> what? Sure, one. yeah. And that's I, a good one. I do know a good amount about One Piece, considering I've only watched so much. But, yeah... It's a lot. Mm. I really like this question. I was like, "Yeah." hopefully we'll talk about it on the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, all
0: right, Lucy, do you want to read the last one?
2: Ooh, yeah. So this is from a uh, minute 5072 from our discord. Uh, Playing through Nier Automata at the moment and absolutely loving it so far. What is the last thing you played slash watched slash read? God, this is hard to say. Played, watched, read that lived up to the hype. Also, have the rest of y'all watched Friday Night Lights yet? I've
1: never watched Friday Night Lights, but I watched (laughs) a lot of
2: it. (laughs) I don't know if it ever, at least in my circle of friends, it didn't become as big as, you know, we were obsessed with the OC, with Gossip Girl, that kind of thing, and Gilmore Girls, but Friday Night, Night Lights never really hit for us. Neither did One Tree Hill, actually.
1: I um so I wouldn't say it. I was forced to watch it, but it was not my choice hmm. either. So that's that on Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. So you know, this question is hard for me because I review a lot of the games that I want to play. So there is no hype. I'm the person who has to say what it whether it's Good hype, hype generator. Yeah. <laughs> so right. it's like. If I had heard that Death Stranding was good and then I played Death Stranding, I'd be like, wow, this mm-hmm. really lives up to the hype because I loved that game so much. But I, so I just like, I don't know how to answer this question. I mean,
0: Titanfall, the hype is real.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what is hype may never die. Ooh, you know There was no
3: hype around Titanfall. <laughs>
1: PUBG. Uh, no, that was a, PUBG, uh, because okay, I didn't play PUBG yeah, yeah. for a little while. And then finally I was like, okay, I'll play PUBG. And then I played PUBG um, every night for like months. Mm.
0: Sorry. The, the reason I brought up Titanfall the hype is real is because I remember that was a box quote from IG oh. on, Titan- <laughs> on Titanfall. That was the hype is real. And I, I remember thinking the same thing. Like, like I was excited for it. Cause yeah. it was like a, a new IP, but like, was there a lot of hype going into it? Um <laughs> So that's why I mentioned that. That's not really what I was thinking of. Oh, okay. To 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 point, like yeah, I feel like it's kind of different because we've typically we play these games, we hear about these games earlier uh, than most people do, and we're kind of like trying not to get caught up in hype for the most part. Mm -hmm. Um, so like the one that really came to mind for me was well, was in twenty thirteen when I played Bioshock Infinite because that was Mm -hmm. a game that I'd been waiting Mm -hmm. a long time for, and. It went through all, this, all these development issues and it took a long time. And I still had very high expectations for it because it was Bioshock and I'd been waiting so long. And for me, that lived up to them. Uh, I haven't revisited that game in a long time. Um, but yeah, that is a game that I remember like just enjoying every second of that game and just being mm-hmm. so excited to finally play it. And like I thought the ending paid off and I thought all of it paid off.
2: I think the original, I think Red Dead Redemption for me because that was the one where... I that was the game that I bought my 360 for um I was obsessed with the 101 trailers with the in Red Dead Redemption you played John yeah. Marston like I was obsessed <laughs> with those and it was my kind of treat to myself for finishing my a year of uni and I was like okay I'm gonna do it I'm just gonna buy a 360 and I'm gonna buy Red Dead Redemption and I remembered like playing through it over the course of about three or four weeks and I was obsessed with it, and I loved it, and I adored the ending. And I would say that definitely lived up the, for the hype. I can't speak. I've been troubleshooting tech issues all day. We, I haven't <laughs> gone outside in weeks. It's okay. I had Lucy to go can't to,
0: speak. I can't read.
2: I had to go Jean to the, my face is obscured
1: in the hardware store.
2: <laughs> I had to go to the hardware store earlier to get a battery for my mic, and I stood there, and I knew exactly what kind of battery I needed. It was a 9-volt battery, but they had two different kinds of nine volt batteries. And the guy literally came up to me and he was like, Are you all right? And I was just stood there with two of them in my hand. I was like, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, we got there.
1: Yeah. Red Dead, Mike doesn't work, whatever. Red Dead's actually a good answer for me too because I didn't play Red Dead until way later. I remember mm. the hype around Red Dead. I specifically remember being in my pre-calculus class and there was a guy in my class whose last name was Marston. And so, ev- <gasps> like, all the guys were like, because it, it had just come out and they were all about it. And mm-hmm. I remember being like, oh, I should really play this game. And then I didn't for like 10 years. <laughs> and then I loved it. And it's one of my favorite games I've ever played. So, yeah. there you go.
3: Yeah. I'd, I would say mine was probably Mass Effect. Mm. i I remember being like so excited for that game uh it's like it it lived up to my personal hype but i don't think i like was paying that much attention to like outside hype it was Mm -hmm. just sort of like my personal expectations the one example i can think of where oh lost Jake again uh where where (laughs) everyone like on social media kept hyping it up uh was uh into uh spider-man into the spider-verse Oh, and being yeah. And, like, yeah. everyone kept being like, it's the greatest animated movie ever. And I was like, all right, well, it looks pretty cool, but we'll see. And I walked out, I'm like, okay, yeah. Yeah, everyone was right. That was really good.
2: Actually, Parasite, so, too. See, I was going to say Parasite, yeah. Yeah, yeah people, because I remember just seeing all the tweets. Was it Can or Sundance? And I just remember seeing tweets going, Parasite got um, all these awards, it got standing ovations, don't read up anything about it. And I was like, okay, you know. I was the same with Hereditary. Like, and typically when I hear that, I don't watch all the trailers and stuff. I just go in fresh, mm. and I'm yeah. Parasite and Hereditary totally did live up.
3: I actually haven't seen Parasite yet, still. Oh so my gosh! Ooh, maybe maybe that Hulu. will be it's my on my one. I have to see it, and then I can
0: come back and say, yep, yeah, 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 lived up to the hype. Yeah, I guess I'm gonna test this out with Chrono Trigger because I downloaded Chrono Trigger, Ooh, and I'm gonna yay. play that. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, for the very first time. What sold me on it was that it, it, I looked it up and it's like, yeah, you can finish it in like 30 hours and I'm like, oh,
3: thank God. Yeah, it's not it's not a terribly long game. <laughs>
0: uh, anyway, I think that's a good spot to end it. Do you guys have anything to add? Alright, that's been episode 37 of GameSpot After Dark. Thank you so much for tuning in. If... Oh, you can't even see me because my camera is <laughs> heated and soft. Oh, well. You'll just see me as no signal. <laughs> uh... If you enjoyed this please leave ratings on itunes.com or if you want to get into the discussion itunes.com what am i talking about iTunes Oh it's been it's been it's been a week
1: Make sure you go to the YouTube and give us a comment and a like
0: oh. uh, all I wanted to say was you should join the discord and yeah, you if should. you have any questions you can email us at afterdarkpodcast@gamespot.com and you're back. That's all I got for this. Is,
3: is Lucy cut out for anyone else?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, she's like
2: <laughs> smiling with her hand up. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> can you hear me, Aaliyah?
3: Yeah, we can yes. hear you now.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, what is it always like? <sighs> it's good be good. i'm the
3: only one who hasn't had tech issues everyone else has had at least something happen
2: it's been a week it's it only wednesday <laughs> <laughs> we, we, i'm yeah. sure my audio will be messed oh, yeah. up somehow
1: um <laughs> God,
3: <laughs> and jake will not. get it and it'll be a mess
1: are we gonna say where you can find us on twitter
0: <laughs> uh, yeah if you want go for it
1: <laughs> uh well you can find me on twitter at inkydojiko i-n-k-y-d-o-j-i-k-k-o um and Uh, Once again, I am asking for your support um, (laughs) to watch our competitive Pokemon videos. You know, you have plenty of time. Maybe you're interested in getting into a really difficult niche thing. Check them out. That's all I got. Lucy? (laughs) Uh, I'll go. Uh, I didn't
2: know who's going. Um, I'm at Lucy James Games. Uh, What are we doing this week? Oh, the Resident Evil timeline is the thing that my team's been working on. It's real good. Um, That should be going up soon. And then we also have another episode of True Fiction going up all about Fargo. Yeah. yeah. True Crime and Fargo are two faves. Oh, and Good News Uh, Gaming is Friday.
3: Yeah. Uh, you can find me at John like Seipke. Uh, I go watch the, uh, final fantasy spoiler cast or go listen to it. Uh, both the video and the uh, audio version are up at this point. Uh, so yeah, go check that out. If you've played the game and want to hear us talk about final fantasy, Uh, hopefully I didn't sound too stupid because I don't really play final fantasy games. So hopefully, (laughs) hopefully I didn't make a fool of myself, but I think it turned out pretty well. So you should go listen to that.
0: And you can find me at Jacob Deck, and I should have a Fallout video up this weekend, hopefully? About mm. Fallout 76, so if you're curious about that, thinking about maybe dipping into it or buying it, uh, you can check out my video and check out the review, which I don't know if that'll be up by then, because I'm sure our reviewer is going to do a much thorough job than I will for my little video.
1: <laughs> also, if you're listening to this on Friday the 17th, make sure you wish Jake a happy belated birthday. Ooh! Oh yeah. no! Wait, what's your birthday? It. Is it the seventeenth?
0: No, it, it's it's tomorrow.
1: Oh! He edits this, so he's gonna cut it out. <laughs> yeah,
2: absolutely. <he> will. <laughs> cut
0: it out.
1: Uh, oh,
2: uh, there's a Games Done quick this weekend that I'm super pumped about. the COVID really, really, yeah, oh. starts on Friday. Awesome. Oh. So if you're listening to this on oh Friday, God. watch Game Done Quick,
3: oh, raise money. Shit. That's my weekend.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the final ones is Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix, so I am. Oh super my excited. god, the Kingdom
3: Hearts ones are always—they're like five hours long or yeah. like some nonsense. Oh my god. I'm worried. <laughs> anyway,
0: we'll see y'all next week. Bye.